Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Welcome to our Irish News Podcast. I'm here with Mick Harrigan from Recommender X. I'm talking about Datsy Awards. How's it going, Mick? How are you doing, Ronan? Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Now, tell me why data science has now become more popular. Well, Ronan, we've been uh, talking about information overload, predominantly from a user perspective, for uh, probably 30 years at this point, sometime in the mid-90s. And with the explosion of the different uh, businesses and and technologies in those businesses in the last two decades, uh, and we've brought in so many new digital platforms into banks, into other companies, into airlines, into into all different facets of business. And and that's resulted in not only the information overload that users would experience, but the information overload within our businesses. Um, And we really want to make use of that data. Um, So we've got oceans of data, lakes of data, seas of data, depending on who you talk to. Um, And they want, people want to make use of that data. They want to be able to mine uh, interesting information, mine valuable information out of that data and and make make use of it within their businesses. Um, what's driving that is that they see their competitors doing it. So they see that their competition are um, making the most out of their data and, and probably getting pressure from the boards of their companies saying, why are we not making the most out of our data? So, so data at the moment is, is seen as the new oil and data science is the oil refinery. Um, how can we um, take that data, clean it up, remove the noise, make it useful, uh, apply algorithms and, and technologies to it to extract patterns, to be able to deliver insights within our businesses uh, and to be able to critically take action based upon it, whether that be you know, delivering recommendations to our users, changing our business processes or doing different things within our business that can help us drive ultimately the bottom line, increase the revenue. I guess with technology like AI and machine learning that becoming more popular and cheaper to use, it's easier to do this. That's absolutely key, and that's probably the biggest shift in the last 20 years. Um, I've been in this space since the late 90s, and a lot of the techniques and things that we wanted to do with the data that we had was very, very difficult, because there just wasn't the computational power available to be able to process the volume of data, even then, um, that we wanted to be able to process. Many of the machine learning algorithms that we wanted to apply would take far too long to run and the models they were produced were far too big to be able to store efficiently and cost effectively. But over the last, since since 2000, we've started to see this growth in big data um, and, and big data technologies and people all over the world feeding into new technologies that are enabling it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Uh, the big change, I think, re- recently is cloud. So yeah. cloud means that you can take those really great big data technologies, put them up in, in, in a space where you can have relatively cost-effective processing and do this sort of data science at a fraction of the cost that we could have dreamed of doing it even a few years ago. Yeah, I think years ago, you had to acquire a big computer, like a super great computer to do it, whereas nowadays, you can buy a computer in a, in a store and use the cloud to help do this for you. And that's, it's democratizing data science. It's enabling, enabling people and actors who could never have dreamed of being able to do data science in the past to be able to do it. I guess it's like if you look at a smartphone years ago, when you were talking about buying a smartphone, they cost a lot of money and you can afford it, whereas now, 60 euros, you can buy one and then and it does a job, so it's a bit like that in a way. Absolutely. I think you can probably even pick up, uh, I know from China now, you can pick up the 6 euro cell phone. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the best features in the world, but it makes calls. Yeah, I saw a new one recently by Samsung that basically, no internet. 
Yeah. I'm thinking, why is that smartphone if you can't go online? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. So uh, tell us a bit about the role available in data science. Um, data science has really got the full gamut of different roles from the bottom to the top, right? So uh, I think when people think about data science, they think data scientists. They think people probably with a PhD with some sort of a mathematical background who are going to you know, build models and, and do data science. But there are lots of other roles around that data science role um, that are extremely valuable. Because once you have a team of data scientists, you need to manage those data scientists, both from a project management perspective, from a functional management perspective. Um, having project managers who are data literate, data savvy, um, and who, who are able to understand what goes on in a data science project and be able to manage the resources and the time and the budget associated with that is hugely important. Testing from a data science perspective is something that's only really being discussed now. How do I make sure that the models that I build continue to function after I deploy them? Uh, if, I'm, if I'm deploying a predictor that's going to predict churn within my bank, how am I going to make sure that 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 churn predictor continues to function as you would expect uh, over time. So having data literate testers is, is something that's very interesting. But coming back to the data scientist, I think that moniker, that label, there was the, the famous article that came out in 2012, data scientist, the sexiest job in the 21st century uh, from uh, Harvard uh, Business Review. Um, and that article really you know solidified the term data scientist and there was lots of people doing things that you would call data scientists up to that point but that was the point where data scientists really became the sexy name that everybody wanted to have and there is no such one one role that's data scientists data scientists and that's probably the biggest mistake that companies make when trying to build a data science team is that they try and find these unicorns these people who can do everything from cleaning the data to processing the data to working with the algorithms on the data to writing the code for the algorithms on the data to the deployment of the algorithm yeah. on the data and these people also are supposed to be able to communicate with business to be able to tell them about uh, the insights uh, in the data to be able to present to sea level so you they're really looking for this mythical unicorn data scientist and what we're seeing now, and certainly the way that I've built the data science teams that I've built over the last uh, couple of years, has been to find people along those, that spectrum of, of skills. And, and everybody does two or three of the skills. So you may find somebody who's brilliant at working with algorithms, has a mathematical background, has uh, very statistically literate. Um, maybe their communication is not so great. But then the next guy on the team or girl on the team is going to uh, be responsible for communicating the insights, for doing data visualization. But they're also very statistically literate. So they overlap in terms of their skills and you can build a very strong team. Um, and that's actually been one of the biggest challenges related to the data science awards, is when you're trying to award the data scientist of the year, how do you do that? Because Sometimes you're comparing apples with oranges when you look at the different types of data scientists that apply from different uh, companies. And I guess with the companies, it could be something like Ryanair or something like the uh, Guards one last year. How do you kind of find which data is, is most important? Yeah, not, not only the people, but also the problems they're yeah. trying to solve, right? So some problems are pretty well, I would say, pretty well solved. Um, but others are, are really greenfield and you're, you're, you're having an opportunity to really make a massive impact. Um, but somebody can, can make a 2% improvement in, in a, a very well-solved problem and make an awful lot of money. So it, it is very, very tricky, not only to judge the people and their skills, but also to judge the problems that they're addressing and solving. And where are all data science going in the next five years? Well, we're probably just at the beginning of the data science journey. 
um, data science, uh, the, the, the data that we have available is only going to increase. We're producing zettabytes and zettabytes of data on a yearly basis, and the rate at which we're producing that data is increasing. Um, and the desire to have access to insights from that data is going to increase, uh, not just from the big companies, not just from the, uh, the, the, the Fortune 500s, but all the way trickling down through the small companies, the startups, the SMEs. Um, they, they know if their competition is a bit bigger than them and they can afford data science, that they can potentially destroy them yeah. through uh, making better use of their data. Um, so so all, what we're going to see is more and more demand for insights and data uh, within the market. Thankfully, I think we're also going to see a continued improvement of the technology behind data science that will make it quicker and quicker to be able to build data science solutions on top of data, to do data science on a daily basis. Um, certainly computation, you know, Moore's laws is, uh, is, is, is true to a point, uh, but we, we're seeing you know, more and more computational uh, resources available, coming, becoming cheaper and cheaper online in the cloud, that will make that more and more cost effective. The challenge is, as these companies want more and more data science access, is how do we resource those projects? How do we resource those positions? Because there is, at the moment, a, a, I suppose, almost a, a race to hire the data scientists at the moment. And people are they're very, very hard to find in Ireland at the moment. Um, yeah. Not only trying to find and hire uh, talent, but also being able to hold on to that talent. Because you, you can hire a data scientist, and six months later, somebody's trying to poach them for their project. Um, so trying to hold on to those resources, particularly in traditional industries. Um, if you're working in a bank or an insurance company where the majority of the people in the office are wearing suit, a suit and tie to work, um, a cool data scientist who can go work anywhere, uh, probably wearing some nice hipster clothes, uh, can really decide where they want to work. Yeah. And if the fuddy-duddy traditional company doesn't st stack up for them in terms of the culture that they want to live in, it can be very, very difficult. They may be more desiring of beanbags and, uh, and, and the, the, the more Google-style um, office. So... Um, I think, yeah, that's going to be probably the biggest challenge is finding resources and holding on to resources. One of the good things that we are seeing now is that some of the universities uh, and technical institutes in, 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 in Dublin especially are uh, starting to offer data science courses. So uh, third years in UCD computer science get to choose now whether they want to go down the route of... Uh, a computer software engineering kind of a route or whether they want to go down a data science route where their last two years of college uh, are a focused predominantly on mining data, using data, processing data. So that means that when these people come out of fourth year computer science, they're ready to become data scientists in the field. And we're also seeing master's programs in places like DIT and in other places like this, conversion courses, where you can do a two-year or one-year sort of night course or a full-time course where you can start to learn those skills on top of maybe your software engineering background or your mathematics background. And I've hired people from a wide variety of different spaces through the years. I've had physicists on my data science teams. I've had uh, anthropologists on my data science yeah. team, geologists. So, I mean, the critical thing with data science is that the people have, 
a scientific curiosity. They yeah. want to explore the data, build hypotheses, test those hypotheses on their data, uh, really follow the scientific method and, and want to explore the data. That's, that's why we call ourselves data scientists, not data analysts, yeah. because we really want to dig in and, and understand what's going on. Um, so yeah, resourcing is the big challenge for the next, uh, the next few years. Yeah, because I've seen in the moment uh, there's not enough work, people to fill the roles, which is in one way is a good thing. And it's good if you're a data scientist because yeah. it means that the, uh, the daily rates and the salaries are increasing at a very, very fast rate. It's very difficult if you're a business because you can hire one data scientist or you can hire a couple of, of other uh, team members to your team. So it is, it is difficult um, to, as I said, to staff those roles because the salary expectations are very high um, and yeah. the demand is very high. I've seen now that basically when it when be a startup, the core member of the team is a data scientist. And they're the ones who actually, without them, they wouldn't be where they are. Yeah, and, and this, this can be a, a big problem because you lose one or two of your data scientists in your team and you know, part of your business can fall over. Um, if, if that data science uh, function is core to the, the revenue that you generate, I mean, if you look at the, uh, some, some companies, the, the recommendations or the insights or the, the, the pro data processing that they do can be, you know, it's the core of what it is that they do for their business. Yeah, and if that person has to be replaced or leaves, you get somebody in who understands what was done before, the mindset so that when they, when they come in and seem to see what you wouldn't know they've been replaced. That's, that's the key. That's one of the first things that data scientists have to do in their role. Um, and it's actually one of the key skills that a data scientist has. Um, you have mathematical, statistical knowledge. You're able to understand data. You've worked with data before. And fundamentally, data is data. It yeah. doesn't really matter where it comes from. You're a data scientist. You know how to process it. And the key skill you have to have is to be able to learn the domain knowledge that you need when you go and work in a new space. So I moved from telecommunications to media and publishing uh, and now into fintech. And along each of those journeys, I've had to learn new domain knowledge about those different uh, areas. Uh, but um, the, the underlying skills of data science are largely the same. Um, and, and bringing a new resource into a team like that, it can take a few weeks, maybe a few months, but they can upskill. As long as you've hired a good data scientist, they should be able to take over that function for you. Okay, tell us about the uh, Recommender X, what they, they, they do, the guys you work for. So uh, Recommender X is a two-year-old company. We had our two-year birthday a couple of weeks ago. Um, our roots are originally in academia, so we uh, uh, have a, a number of people who would have worked in uh, research in data science and specifically the, the area of recommender systems within data science. Um, in University College Dublin, um, looking at research problems for the last 25 years, uh, pretty much. Um, and as we talked about earlier, the, the explosion of, of, of big data technology and processing and cloud computing has meant that some of that great work that we were doing in academia is now very, very applicable uh, in the enterprise space. Uh, now, people uh, should, most people will be very familiar with recommender systems, although you might have heard the term before. Um, so, recommender systems underpin systems like Amazon, uh, where you'd be familiar with, you know, people like you bought, yeah. products like this product uh, are, those sorts of, of recommendation uh types that you, you would have received. Uh, on Netflix, when you finish watching a TV show and Netflix recommends the next movie or the next uh, show that you should get into. Um, and then, you know, and that's where people tend to think of recommender systems, in product recommendations and in content recommendations. But it's much broader than that. So LinkedIn, they use recommender systems to link 
people to job postings. Yeah. Um, one of the most interesting use cases uh, in financial services that I've heard is uh, related to having a thousand stock market traders on the stock market floor. And we have a lot of data about them. We yeah. know all the trades that they do. And we have an investigations team. It's a five-man uh, investigation team. How do we work out who are the most appropriate people that should be being investigated of the thousand on the stock market floor by that small investigations team? That's a recommender systems yeah. problem. Order, rank, and recommend the right people to be investigated in that context. So uh, what Recommender X does is we apply, we're trying to apply that uh, AI enablement uh, to enterprise customers yeah. uh, with our personalization and recommendation engine. Um, so that is essentially uh, trying to bring the benefits that people like Amazon, Netflix, LinkedIn, Spotify have received um, from their uh, usage of data in recommender systems over the last decade and trying to bring that to new businesses that wouldn't have had access to that technology in the past. Why don't they have access? Well, they don't want to do the same as what Amazon did and spin up a 300-person recommender team because um, that's difficult and hard to do, especially if recommend, the recommender is not core to the center of your business. It's something maybe slightly to the left or the right. So Recommender X um, are working with large global MNCs uh, and building out recommender systems for them, uh, utilizing their data to take actionable recommendations. And I think the, the, the old cliche term is deliver the right information to the right user at the right time. Uh, and that's what we, we try to do in, in a variety of different contexts. Um, our focus is predominantly in financial services and customer support, customer contact centers um, at the moment. Although, as I said earlier, data is data. We can apply our technologies pretty much to any, uh, any domain. Yeah. Now, the moment you guys last year won an award at the, at the Datsies, how did that, how did that change what Recommenderx did winning an award like that? Well, the, the DATSI was, uh, it was a great achievement for us. Um, it was really great to be recognized by uh, our peers in the data science community. It was a, um, a validation of what the company was doing and that the direction we were on was the, the, right, the right direction. Um, it certainly opened a lot of doors for us in the last 12 months. Um, it's probably enabled us to have conversations uh, that we wouldn't have ha otherwise had. Um, so certainly the phone rang uh, for a good while after receiving the award. People saying, hey, I want to find out what these people are doing. If they're winning awards, then that's, uh, that's definitely the sorts of people I want to be talking to. Um, I think it's also helped us um, to hire new talent into our team as well. Um, so, you know, when we're uh, touting for those data scientists that are hard to find uh, in, in the uh, in the market, um, we've been able to use the data science award to say, hey, this is not only a great place to work, but look, we're doing award-winning work here and you, you want to be part of that new team. So I'd certainly recommend um, people to uh, submit to the data science awards. Uh, the entry deadline for this year is the 25th of May, 2018. Yeah. Um, and then the... Uh, the way that the, the system works is that uh, uh, people who are shortlisted get an opportunity to present their work, their data science project, um, on the 26th of July. And then the award ceremony is on the 7th of September. So I, I think for any company, whether you're a large business, an SME, a startup company, or, or even an academic body or a, 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 public, a public sector company, um, there's an opportunity there to gain some serious kudos for your organization. And I know they are, there are also some individual awards in the DATSI, so Data Scientist of the Year, Student of the Year. Um, 
So there's an opportunity for individuals to be recognised as well as companies. And what criteria will they be looking for uh, for an award, to win an award? Um, the criteria are, are very clear. So they, they're, they're up on the, uh, the Data Science uh, Awards website. Um, and it, it really looks for a number of different different criteria, and it does vary depending on the category. But, but critically, what they're looking for is the impact that data science is having within your business, to be able to show that your company or your uh, organization is a data science-driven business, that data science is not just a function that exists off to the side, but it's a, a core part of your business, that you're a, a data-driven company. Um, the, they, they ask you to talk about a particular project um, that you have uh, worked on in the previous 12 months, uh, and they want you to show there um, the innovation and impact of that project within your business and on your customers, yeah. um, uh, and they also want to help you, uh, they also want you to explain uh, how you actually conducted the project, because that, that actually, did you need to start the data science team from scratch, or did you already have that available in-house? What sort of new team members did you need to bring onto the team and why? So they're really looking to try and understand the, the project holistically, and then that gives them some uh, interesting insights into the project, and they find the, the project that they believe deserves the, the award in, the, in, in 2018. Okay, thanks so much for that, Mick, and uh, good luck with the, uh, the awards this year, and hopefully you guys do well again. Thanks for that. Thanks, Roman. Cheers.